Welcome to Taking Back Birth, a podcast for women who know the truth about birth and those who want to explore the path of radical birth love. I'm your host, Marin Green. Taking Back Birth celebrates the power you have to make decisions in alignment with your own truth. Decisions not subject to anyone else's authority. Decisions that create experiences that will change your life. Taking Back Birth is a production of the Indie Birth Private Contract Association and IndieBirth.org. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. Kittist is a medicine woman and female health educator who holds space for transformation as we cultivate the inner and outer resources we need to live fully in our power. She is the founder and creatrix of The Womb Room, an online community for radical female health and sovereignty. Informed by her maternal lineage of Ethiopian midwives and her own work in authentic midwifery, functional health, herbalism, somatics, the nervous system, and spiritual sovereignty, Kittist merges the science and the spirit of female health, orienting to all the ways we can reclaim agency and responsibility for our bodies and our lives. Kittist's deepest joy is to witness women as they discover their own medicine and how to walk through the world fully rooted in their truth and freedom. (sighs) This was such a great chat, and I am so grateful to have been connected with Kittist through various people we have in common, so many amazing women out in the world doing amazing work, and Kittist is definitely one of them. This chat was really fun in all of the varied topics we covered, and we were kind of laughing after the fact about how hard it is to really go super in-depth to any one of these things during the space of a podcast. So I hope you enjoy this conversation and you can feel uh, Kittis' light in the world. I know I did. Welcome, Podcast Monday. I'm back again here with another beautiful guest. I don't know what has gotten into me the last couple of months. I think it's just learning and maybe the time of year and just really wanting to reach out and connect with other like-minded women. So I am so honored to have Kittist here today. (sighs) I think it's perfectly aligned, like all of these conversations have been and will be. We've been talking about the nervous system lately and the cervix. And when I was reading more about you this morning, Kittist, I thought, what an awesome way of kind of like summing it all up with one person in her way, sharing her light today. Uh, Before I go back to being a hermit, as I told you, before I go back to (laughs) doing my podcast on my own for a little while, but um, it's been a nice hiatus. And I trust in the timing today. I think we're just going to share stories. Uh, We were laughing before that a womb story is probably every story that a woman holds. So I don't know what's going to come out. It just felt to me today like it needed to be a little softer and more relaxed. And and Kittis was open to sharing whatever comes through, as am I. So an official welcome to the podcast, Kittis. Thanks for being here. Mm, thank you so much, Marin. It's such an honor to be here. And it's been so fun to listen to your past guests, who I'm also internet connected with as well, and feeling the web, really, that we're weaving in, in this line of, of, of work and life and play. So thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. And I agree. I don't know 
what's happening necessarily in the stars, but I think the world and women are definitely changing and shifting. And there's so much more talk of things like wombs and wellness and connection. And I'm sure not all of it has, you know, tons of integrity. I think there's so many people (laughs) doing so many things. Um, But I was really drawn to you and the work that you're doing and and the way you speak about all of those things Mm -hmm. and sovereignty and autonomy. I think we have so much in common. Mm -hmm. So not to put you on the spot, but feel free to just have the floor and Mm -hmm. share whatever wants to come forth, Mm -hmm. whether it be story or Mm -hmm. chat. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, the story thread that feels present today, probably because I'm speaking with you, is around birth. And when I really think back to, you know, how did I get here to doing women's health and sovereignty work? I think about being in the room when my brother was born, when I was four. Mm. Mm, and tell me. it was a hospital birth. My mom is from Ethiopia. She was born at home with her grandmother as a midwife and had recently moved to the States. And, you know, it's so amazing how quickly we forget and how we lose connection to our lineages in that way. But she, she was in the hospital. There was certainly lots of intervention and lots of um, fear in the room. I remember feeling fear in the room as a four-year-old and I was going around to the adults saying, don't worry, it's normal don't worry, it's normal. And they're like, who is this child? (laughs) And I always have had this, like that, that I remember like being in that room and seeing my mother give birth and being like, oh yes, this is what we do. This is what we do. And when I think about the work I do now, it really started out through the realm of birth and birth work and getting, you know, down the rabbit hole of birth in, in my teens and, you know, starting as a doula and then doing, you know, midwifery assistant and then getting disillusioned with the medical model. And really when it shifted for me was when I saw in my own life and in the women that I walked with that, Information can only take us so far. Information about our bodies, information about physiological birth, information about our fertility. It's so beautiful. And I was like on this charge of like, I'm going to educate everyone. And if everyone just understood, then it would all change. (laughs) And what I saw is that it didn't really matter if someone knew how to track their ovulation or understood the risks of medical interventions in birth if they didn't have the internal sense of safety and capacity to actually hold truth and move from that place, even in the face of external pressure. And so that's when I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. underneath all the learning, it's really about how do we access our sovereignty And for me, that comes back to the womb. The womb, our root space. You spoke with Danelle cervix, right? As the root of where we can practice feeling into and holding sovereignty as the place where we can move from truth and really hold that in our system, 
even when there's external pressure and noise that might mm. be saying something else. And then information and learning, that just comes to support that. Sure. Yeah. So that's sort of the thread of mm. why I why I do and, and, and live the way I do. Yeah. Yeah, I really resonate with that, honestly, and not surprisingly. And I feel like I just said this to someone, probably a first time mom coming and wanting information, right? And just being in that that openness, which is so cool and right, saying, hey, <laughs> you could read all the books, you could know all the things, but you're the mystery, like you're the one that holds the deeper knowledge. Um, and I feel like that's such sound wisdom and it's old, but it's also new, right? Like women are kind of coming back around maybe mm -hmm. to this idea that we can't know ourselves like to a healthier body. We can't know ourselves to like a better birth. Mm -hmm. um, how did you like first figure out for you the connection with your womb and this deeper wisdom? Mm. It's maybe a big question. Yeah, I think as most of us, and, you know, I think Danelle shared a little bit about this too. We, so many of us come to this from our own healing journeys and, mm. um, since childhood, I've, I've held a lot of like bracing in my body, you know, as most of us do in some way or another from right. navigating, um, having to be a caretaker from a young age, navigating adult emotions, navigating safety and the holding patterns I had around bracing and also around doing that being in the mind that like more, 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 more manifested itself mm -hmm. in my early 20s as um, really bad periods and mm -hmm. a lot of pelvic pain uh, and a lot of pain that, you know, couldn't be explained by a doctor. And I remember going in and they, they you know, maybe it's endometriosis, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And the, the sort of turning point for me was when someone said, I think it was 22 and, and someone said, well, we don't know if you'll be able to have children, but you should probably try now if you want to. And I was like, whoa, oh, wow. that doesn't feel true. And, <laughs> and I remember having that similar to, I listened to your conversation with Danelle that like where the light comes on. And I was like, oh, I know <laughs> in my body that there's a different truth here. So I was like, thank you so much. Mm. I will now leave. <laughs> and, you know, that was really a, a the beginning or not even the beginning, but a, a turn on the path of a big unwinding of um, mm. what my body and specifically what my womb was communicating with me. And of course, I love to learn. So I went to clinical herbal school and I studied nutrition and female metabolism, right? And, you know, birth. And mm. I changed my life in a lot of ways. And it did make a difference. 
But I noticed that whenever I got into spaces where I felt, um, I felt out of range, that nervous system conversation, right? Like I felt like I couldn't mm. hold center or um, I felt at the, I felt victimized by <laughs> someone else or something else outside of me, that pain would come back um, in a really clear way. So I thought, well, huh, that's an interesting pattern. And that really led me to doing this sort of deeper sense of, um, you know, we a lot of us talk about like, oh, trust your body, trust your intuition, right? And that's great. But for yeah. most of us, it's like, well, what does that even mean? What does that mean if I haven't trusted my body? Or what does that mean if I don't even know what intuition feels like? And so uh, it was a big learning process for me of how do I just be with my body and how do I start clearing mm. some spaciousness in my tissues, in my nervous system um, to be able to hear truth. That's really what it was for me. And I remember mm. feeling my cervix with my hands once and I was in kind of a stressed out mood and like wanting to get it right and you know, I had all this tension and the minute that I softened and I shifted in my system, mm. my cervix moved. I could feel her go shoop, and she came online front and center. And I was like, oh my gosh, this isn't just some like <laughs> ethereal woo woo, like right. feel your body. No, it's like our emotions and our thoughts and our holding patterns impact our tissues on a really physiological level and yeah. to feel that real like in the moment change I was like oh this is it this is really it so yeah I've been that's that's been my my practice really ever since is like how mm. can I continue to grow my capacity to just hold what is and to be with my body mm. um, without the need to force or change or right. fix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 There's so much of that. And I really, I really love that story and honor you for being so fierce. And mm -hmm. I thought that same thing when Danelle was t telling her story and she was saying how disconnected she was, but yet I hear these stories and I think how connected yeah. it sounds like you are. And, you know, I didn't, really have that experience as I shared some of the story there and um, in my own body, like I didn't have those kind of things. So, you know, I feel like I've come at it a different way and maybe later sort of in a way, like I feel like I'm still learning so much all of the time, like the places where I don't trust as much as I think I do. Um, yeah. You know, so it's like in this ongoing thing where it's always being brought to your attention if you're open to it. And I love that. Mm. I love that. It's not, you know, it's not something you're really ever done with, or at least that's been my experience. No, it's definitely a lifelong practice. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of alluded to like the wellness world right now, which, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things about it that don't feel particularly in alignment with, with me. And, and one of them being that there is this sense of like you do all the right air quotes right things right and then you're well and then you're done right. 
and even the word healing feels like it has been sort of co-opted or commercialized in many ways and I've I've started Mm -hmm. to really just orient to integration like we're constantly Mm -hmm. spiraling deeper and deeper and integrating all the parts of our our lives and the parts of our bodies and Mm -hmm. you know it's such a humbling path and it's taken me I still have moments right where it's so tempting to be like oh I'm going backwards or like oh this again (laughs) Didn't I fix that already? Am I yeah. not done? Yeah. Didn't I learn right. that lesson? <laughs> uh, right. And yeah, it's like, the go around the spiral is what I call yeah, it. Yeah, the go around the spiral. And it's like, oh, what a gift. There's more medicine to be made here. And mm. orienting in that way suddenly takes, for me, it has taken the hardest things, relationally, physically, spiritually, and made them into wow like what medicine lives in here yeah 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 I feel that as well and it is such a cool thing to realize and then tricky at times and I know even with one of my older daughters she's older daughters she's been going through some stuff and Um, you know, trying to hold space for that, like for physical, physical, emotional, spiritual growing up and yeah, just reteaching. Like, I don't know how you were taught growing up, but I certainly wasn't taught that your body, you know, is a messenger and all of these great things that I think really are true. So to pass that on, to the next generation in one way or another, you know, that there's nothing wrong with you, that everything you experience um, is for your growth, I think is, is a really cool thing Mm -hmm. to believe and to really, really trust in that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think that too can also get co-opted into this really weird bypassy thing. Like (laughs) it's all fine. It's all for you. Right. Right. And it's like, actually part of it is, that we get to have our feelings about it, right? Like, it's Mm -hmm. actually not a problem for me to be, like, angry at my scar tissue or to be in grief around whatever the thing is, that that we can hold multiple truths at one time. (laughs) We can can allow ourselves to be in full expression and also say, wow, what medicine might be here as well? And that softening I think is what actually creates the room for the shift. And so many women that come to me are in this place of like, well, I don't want to think negative thoughts about my body and I don't want to, you know, I just want to like resist or push away any of the things that we've labeled as Mm. problematic or bad. And Mm -hmm. that in itself, it's like, well, what does that do inside of our systems? to be creating war, really, what it feels like to me is creating war inside our own bodies. And what if we were actually totally in approval of all of it? That's why I call this spiritual practice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the definition of perfection being, you know, different than sort of this like male Mm -hmm. version of everything being the way we want it to be 
it's the way it is. And yeah, moving through all of the phases, which makes it really messy and can feel so disorganized. And, you know, but that's, that's this like womb wisdom, I think, is just kind of not knowing what's going to come forth and trusting that it does have wisdom and trusting that you'll find it. But who knows what your journey to that will be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the the sort of thing at the, maybe not at the bottom, but the layer underneath all of this to me, and this reminds me of the conversation you recently had about the nervous system is what does it actually mean to create safety inside of our own bodies? And mm-hmm. what does it mean to, for safety to be an internal process um, first and foremost? Mm. Because once we have that level of actually my nervous system can settle here and it feels safe yeah. enough to be an expression, then we can actually hold like the messiness, the dark parts, the challenges without them feeling as catastrophic. And I remember one time it was a very tiny situation. I was getting my hair cut and I don't love getting my, I don't get my hair cut very often. And I think it's because as a child, no one knew how to cut my hair. Mm. And so it would always turn out terribly. (laughs) And so I just have a lot of like, oh, around getting my hair cut. So I'm sitting in the chair and it was going well. Like in my mind, I was like, oh, this is a totally fine experience. But then as I dropped into my pelvic bowl and into cervix, I could feel her like just totally gripping, 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 (laughs) gripping. And I started laughing as I'm sitting there in the chair, like, oh, wow. I didn't even know how many times a day or how often my body goes into that default, like, hold here. Hmm. And I still, like, even as we're on this call, you know, this feels kind of like you're on, right? And I check in and I'm like, oh, yeah, my lower back (laughs) is a little arched right? Or like, could my belly be softer? (laughs) And it's just like that gentle, constant rewiring of like, actually, there's safety in our openness and softness, Mm. which is so different than what we've mostly been taught or have experienced as like, in order to be guarded and safe, I have to be tight and closed which is a brilliant coping mechanism. Like we don't need to problematize that either. You know, I think of like women walking down the street and the ways that we brace against unwanted attention, Mm. right? And what if when we are soft and open, we actually have more access to our root, to intuition, to be able to, I think of that, like that flexible nervous system corner in this softness Mm. we have the ability to hear and know and move as we need to rather Mm. than I know when I'm in a constricted state I can't hear as well I can't feel as clearly Mm. it's a practice for sure yeah yeah I love that you bring that up I think I was reading one of your posts this morning along those lines and Yeah, I mean, who hasn't had that experience, right? And who isn't still working on it if they're paying attention, just like the way your body reacts, especially in those places in your pelvic bowl, or like you said, you know, kind of like the way you like will tuck your butt, you know, just like when things are feeling tense. And um, 
I love that you're bringing awareness to that. How do you, how do you kind of like teach that to other women? I mean, I know it's layer Mm -hmm. upon layer upon layer. Mm -hmm. You're not just teaching that, but like, I'd love to just hear your like teaching wisdom Mm. on having women connect with that. Because I think if, if nothing else, if, if, you know, people didn't get anything else from this conversation, which I'm sure they will, um, that is huge because gosh, it affects everything. And, and birth is, you know, a huge, a huge place in my mind that that comes into play. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Birthing a baby, but even, yeah, even being, even being out of birth, like that's something yeah. I've noticed recently just in my own body, of course. Right. Like what am I feeling? And like, sometimes, um, depending on what's going on with another woman, it's even hard to find that softening. And it's like, well, there are other messages there. Like it's such a cool conversation to think about using that to direct like whatever it is, our next move or, you know, I don't know. So however, Mm -hmm. however you want to share. Yeah. There are so many pieces and the teaching and learning that I do in my spaces is usually a combination of somatic work like really getting into the body and just growing our capacity to just be with the body and then pairing that with the 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 mind piece the like working our beliefs and our patterns and understanding our physiology and right like our female pelvis and all all of those pieces but I think the thing that feels most true to share here about that is um, how we do pattern work and how we start to shift patterns and it comes in stages. So like for women who are listening and my sort of story about my own like holding patterns, the first step is just the noticing, right? Bringing attention to like, oh yeah, when someone comes up to talk to me, I stand right with one foot forward, like ready to go. Or, um, you know, when I'm, you know, speaking in front of someone or when I'm revealing something about myself or someone's revealing something to me, I feel a tightness here. And just that noticing of like, okay, I see that in myself. And having some compassion, right? Like for where that came from, like you, I think were saying about this, this woman, if it's hard to find softness, that came from somewhere and we can really honor that. Mm. Um, We don't shift our patterns by like killing them (laughs) you know we're not like (laughs) it's funny how often we want to do that like I just get rid of it right be open we don't force go away go away or like even just like be more open be more open no like that's not that doesn't resonate Mm. with our system so just the noticing is the first step and then Mm. at some point we can pause in that pattern I was sharing on a call the other day, I've had a pattern in a pa- in the past where anytime I'm really tired, I do more. So I'll come home from a long day and be so exhausted and I'll be like, I'm going to do the dishes right now. I have to do them mm-hmm. right now. And I'll get this like pain in my foot and it just happens every time. And I remember watching myself being like, well, this is an interesting choice I'm making. <laughs> And it didn't feel like I could interrupt the pattern, which was fine, right? Like, we just have to watch it. And then at some point, we have the capacity to pause and be like, okay, I'm going to pause here. 
and see myself. And then maybe we pause and we shift. So I would, every time I got into that like shift of like, ah, I have to do the dishes right now. I would just drop into child's pose. Mm. I would just get on the ground in the kitchen and be in child's pose for 10 seconds. And then sometimes I would still do the dishes and sometimes I would go sit down. <laughs> right. And now I actually don't have that pattern anymore. I don't have the like, oh, things are so intense and I'm so tired. I'm going to go do another task. Just doesn't happen. Mm. And yeah. No, I was going to ask you, how important do you feel it is in your own experience to identify where that came from yeah. or, you know, where that belief system happened yep. or, you know. Yes, that's a big piece of it for me. I think you can do it without story. Hmm. Like, I think we can actually shift so much. I've seen this like in working hands on with women's bodies. Hmm. Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, we can we can shift a lot without story. Um, maybe I'll tell a story about that, too. Um, <laughs> Tell a story about that. But I will say, I find inner child work to be really helpful. Yeah. And like my example of doing the dishes, it feels so minor, right? But like, it's so, I can feel that in my womb. Like there is like tension and contraction there. And if I walk it back, and this is something I do with women often, is like, where do you, where do you feel that in your body? What's the sensation? And then can you walk it back and remember like the first time that you felt that? Mm-hmm. And for me, I actually remember the moment it happened being maybe about eight. And I remember my parents fighting and I had a lot of homework, weirdly, and things were crazy. And I remember being so tired and nervous. And I was like, I'm going to go do the laundry. And like a little eight-year-old me and I'm like doing the laundry and I made my stuff stay up really late and fold, you know, folded all the clothes. And I can see myself in that moment being like the way that I can cope with this level of stress is to have a sense of control over like if I just do more, maybe it will be okay. Maybe I'll be enough. Maybe I'll be safe. Maybe my Mm. family will be safe. And so what looks like me just doing the dishes is actually my nervous system, that like primal body looking for safety. Yeah. And knowing that I can like hold that eight year old, right. And be like, Mm. you're okay. You actually don't have to keep anyone safe right now. (laughs) You can go sit down. Um, so I, I love that piece. I think the the, the inner child piece is really helpful. Um, and I've seen it move just with energy and often just when we put our own hands on our own body or we're mm-hmm. witnessed by another person with hands on our mm-hmm. own body. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear about yeah that too if you want to share yeah oh so many stories um I was working with a woman not too long ago who um her uterus was kind of on the left side of her 
body and her cervix was kind of tilted back and like tucked away. Mm. And um, we were doing some like really gentle internal work together. And she was doing some of that herself and I was holding space for it too. And um, she was feeling her own cervix and she said, I have the urge to start kicking. She's like, my legs feel like they need to start kicking. Mm. And I was like, great, kick them. And she started just like kicking and kicking and thrashing around. Mm. And there was no story. I wasn't asking her, you know, what happened. It was just full expression. And it was really organic. Like her mind wasn't creating, like, I'm going to kick now. It was like, uh, I feel it's like the fetal ejection reflex, right? It's like, whoa, now this is happening. And as it came down, it took maybe about a minute, I could feel and she could feel all of her tissues start to like, just felt like they were spiraling and unwinding. And her uterus went, and it just slightly like came back a little bit more towards center. And after the whole thing, we were talking and I asked if she wanted to share. And she was like, I don't know what the experience was. She says it feels like a really old memory. Like it feels Mm. really young. Like there was some experience of being unable to fight like I needed to fight and I couldn't but she's like but I don't know what that was I don't know what the story is Mm. and you know we could have gone layer by layer and picked it apart right but it didn't need to be in that case it just needed to be moved and needed to be witnessed Mm. and so much of what I hold space for and my dear um, sister friend Maura Sternberg um, who co- co-holds space with me in the womb room holds space for is how do we be that container for ourselves and each other? How do we get comfortable with the discomfort of putting our hands on our own body and just holding the container for what wants to move here? Yeah. Yeah. That's such a beautiful story. And yes, I appreciate the the lack of story. I recently had... Yeah, sort of a similar thing. It was just, you know, one of those times where we tune in and I just felt this like blockage really, like between my womb and my heart, you know, just feeling like something was not running correctly Mm. in between there and thinking about it. And, you know, that didn't really get me anywhere. So I ended up just getting into the bath one day and it was kind of hot and just breathing and just trying to feel like, what was I, you know, without a story, but just like, what was the physical sensation? And I ended up, oh, was so crazy. Like my womb was kind of contracting, but it was almost as if like I was pregnant, you know, because it felt so large. It was like into the solar plexus. And like, so my whole belly was like doing this crazy contracting thing. And it was involuntary. Mm-hmm. Like I had no control over it. Um, And it felt so good at the same time. And, you know, when I got out and just kind of like laid there and, and just like had my hands there, 
I was like, oh, wow, like that energy is moving again, you know? Mm-hmm. And then after, of course, I was like kind of wanting to attach a story and I was sharing it with one of my elders and, and she kind of had a story and she was like, oh, you know, it's probably this thing and and grief. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, of course, like grief is sort of everywhere all the time. So I'll take that story. But sure. I don't know. I didn't have more reason or like, I don't know what brought it up, but it just needed to yeah. go. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes things need to just move. And I think, you know, talk therapy has a place for sure. And I have a lot of women who come into space and who are like, whoa, I moved something in my body that I couldn't move in seven years of talking about it. Oh my gosh, right? Seven years, 10 years of talking about things and people are in the same place. And it's like, not their fault, but I totally Totally. agree. Like it's a total like disconnect between what's actually happening in the body. Yeah. And like, I know for myself, I'm really good at telling myself stories and really good at (laughs) rapping and really good, right? We're pretty good at that and really good at rationalizing. And like, I can talk through my patterns really well and make sense of them and know where they came from, know where they came from. And, and yet here I am doing the dishes at 10 o'clock at night and my whole leg is seizing up and I feel like I can't stop. Right. So, (laughs) and when we get it into the body and drop it in, in that way, um, yeah, it allows for it allows for something to shift because it is like this in my experience, it's almost always comes back to like a very primal experience, right? Do mm-hmm. I belong? Am I loved? Am I safe? Yeah. I mean, it's really sometimes <laughs> at its core, at the core of the core of the core. Mm-hmm. When we can unwind that everything else starts to fall into place yeah I mean that and how can I be closer to my truth like how can I be closer to why I'm here and what my soul wants me to do you know and you start to recognize Mm -hmm. whatever may be happening as you know again the bad versus good like no it's just how can I be more me that's what I'm after like the rest is just like we say, story or, you know, ancestral stuff. I mean, that's all really cool. Mm. I'd love to hear from you on some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's so much to consider that's mm-hmm. like kind of in our in our way, so to speak. But ultimately, like, how can we be more us in this life? Yes, I love that's that. It's a million dollar question. It really yeah. is. And when I think about the things that keep us from being more of us, right, it's that question of like, is it safe? Hmm. You know, everything from we can think about generationally and like ancestrally and, you know, if you want to call it the witch wound or, or whatever it sure. is. Like, will I be in danger if I'm in my power? And it can be sure. like that one little thing that your mom sent to you about your painting when you were five. You know, <laughs> it's just there's so many ways in which um We've, we've learned or we've heard messages explicitly or implicitly that our fullest truth and power um, is not safe in some way. And so it's part of, I think, our responsibility to get to reparent, remother, mm-hmm. hold ourselves in such a way where 
we get to rewire that expansiveness and possibility. And I like to play with what if my fullest self is actually not just okay, but the highest alignment, safest, most freeing thing possible. Yeah. 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 Freedom. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's, you know, such a great, a great word really Mm -hmm. when you're talking about all this stuff and just how we want to feel like that's ultimately it, you know, free to, to be free to do free to align. Like it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm curious for you how that has that been a fairly easeful journey or do you find places where it still feels sticky to be in full expression? Yeah, definitely. Definitely still have times and moments. And I think for all, you know, all the work I've done, I mean, we've all, I'm sure come a long way since we've been younger women, but there's still so much to do, you know, and I, I definitely am still working with that, especially just in the world of midwifery kind of as it is, you know, Mm. I see more and more that it's not really where I want to be. And so I feel a lot of those feelings around, yeah, like kind of what it is and, and what it's held up to be and just not, not feeling that in my body. Um, so, you know, from everything from dealing with, you know, rules and laws and states and, and people not liking what you do, it's, it's constantly something that, yeah, I'm getting better at, like definitely getting better at. And, and it's through this feeling, like if that makes any sense, it's like been through a lot of the ways we're talking about that I've been truly able to recognize like why I'm here and what I'm actually doing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not doing what they think I'm doing. Like I'm not doing that, that, that version out there um, that like would make me more yeah, like able to sort of be attacked by that world. Like I just, I don't, I don't in my body, like in my soul and spirit resonate with that anymore. So I don't Mm. know that that really answers your question, but it's a continual practice to bring myself back to all the things we're saying and, Mm -hmm. and say, nope, like this is why I'm here and this is what I'm doing. And, you know, the rest of the external, um, you know, whatever that is, is not, is not part of my reality. Like I'm actually creating my reality by starting inside of myself. Yes. Yes. Creating a reality by starting inside of ourselves. And I, I really believe that's how we actually shift the world. Yeah. Right. I mean, it sounds a little cliche. We can't but... do it any other way. No. I mean, we can't, <laughs> I... and we can't like make anyone do it and we can't talk them into doing no, it. It's like, no, yeah, no. And I, you know, like my academic background was in public policy and, um, spent a lot of time in in movement spaces and activism mm. spaces, and yeah, coming back to like actually anything I see, my role is to unwind what 
of that I hold inside of me. Mm. And that when we shift the internal, it really is like one of the most beautiful forms of, I would call it magic that I've seen. Yes. How when we shift the internal, how even I was talking to Maura about this, like I shift the way I orient internally. And then the way that my father approaches me is different. Mm -hmm. And I didn't tell him to change, (laughs) you know, like, and whether it's on the interpersonal or on the systemic, like all of the work that you're doing in midwifery, how, how many threads have started to shift and change from your reorienting internally to like, this is what I'm available for. This is the truth that I'm willing to hold in the world. Mm. And that is so, I mean, it's been a part Mm. of my, your, like your unfolding has been a part of mine. Mm. And that's just such a beautiful, to me, that's what gives me like, Mm. I don't even think hope is the right word, but um, trust in our collective humanity's unfolding is getting to see the reflection of others doing that inner work and how that starts to ripple out. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. That means a lot. And, and just you holding space for what I just shared, because I wasn't sure if it really made any sense at all. And I don't, I don't know that there are tons of people that understand in a way, you know, or have lived it, you know, that like, our womb is the magic place where that alchemy happens and to see it. Yeah. To see it reflected in the world and to see things shift and to see yourself differently and how people see you differently. Like it's really, yeah, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I often joke that like, I'm sure this is relevant for you too, but that like everything is practice for birth and birth is practice Mm -hmm. for everything else. (laughs) (laughs) And I can feel I haven't given birth yet, but I'm in that sort of preconception Mm. phase of my life, um, which is exciting. And um, I think about all the places in my life where the birth of anything, right, where are the places that feel really good and open and where are the places that feel sticky and, Mm. you know, for some of us. And we can look at this through the menstrual. Now I'm getting off on a tangent, but yeah, we can, no go. Tangents are great. We can look at this through the menstrual cycle too, right? Mm. The phases of the cycle where we experience the most um, tension often, I find, tells us something about where in our life um, we're in the sort of birth, death, birth cycle that there is like some some friction. Oh, yeah. Right? So, like, (laughs) in that luteal phase, before you bleed, if that feels really, like, the slowdown feels really challenging, that tells us some good information about how we're orienting to life. If the, if the stepping out, I know was talking, I don't relate to this as much, but I was talking to some woman in, in my container who they're like, I can do slow and I can go into the cave and bleed and be in the dark. They're like, that's great. It's actually coming out into the world in mm. that like follicular phase and ovulation phase that feels so scary to me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. And it's like, oh, what good information about. The pat again, patterns, patterns, patterns yeah. that we have. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's really funny you say that. But of course, it's not because that's exactly how I was feeling today. Mm. I pretty sure I ovulated yesterday with the new moon, which I was excited Mm. about. Um, I haven't had like tons of cycles in my life having 10 children. So (laughs) it's like, yeah, it's like a new exploration in a way. So anyway, that was part of it this morning is just feeling like, oh, man, like, I love that phase. I like, you know, I'm happy to talk with people. It's so great, all the things. And then it's over today. And I'm like, oh, you know, story time. We need some stories today because my mind is not working the same. Mm. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it does. It it will. It will uh, require some further investigation there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's always so cute. I'm like, oh, okay. Interesting. What is here? Yeah. 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 But it makes it, at least to me, it makes it fun too, you know, like none of it has to be a problem. I think we're so, we're so used to um, labeling things as wrong and for it to just get to be a gift and an invitation um, gets to also bring some like play into it, you know? Right. So damn serious all (laughs) the time. Right. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's so true. I've been, and I've talked on other podcasts, just um, helping my daughters chart their cycles Mm, and, you know, going into this. It is. And one of them like wants to teach with me. So maybe we'll do a local class. I know it's so exciting. She's 16 and she's like, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to do that. So, you know, she needs to know more too, but this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, she's so aware now of where she is and these kind of conversations just oh, well, maybe I'll go work out or, you know, things that it's like, well, is that really what your body's feeling like doing? Or is that just like what you were going to do? Like that was what was on the list. And now she's like softening and seeing these places where, yeah, my brain's saying I should go do that. But my body is not. And I'm like, man, if uh, I if I had had that at 16, right? If I had had that <laughs> at 16. And that's that right. like separate like understanding the mind and then the intuitive hit from the body that's the pra- like that is the practice and I think that's yeah what, I mean that's just so it makes me feel just so joyful and how beautiful to get to experience that as a mom I can only imagine you're like yes we're doing something right it's Totally. Beautiful. And like you're saying, you know, it's like there is no right way. Yeah. Like, do what you want. Do it's you your want. body. Yeah. It's your cycle. Yeah. Like, I am not going to tell her, but right, just to see her kind of play with it and, um, you know, make plans according to her cycle, mm. which I feel like is is still new-ish for me in a sense. But, um, you know, a whole other cool topic of just mm. structuring our lives around how we feel and what's mm-hmm. going on and not apologizing for that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, that's such a beautiful example of why the womb is such a beautiful teacher of magic and creation and truth because our bodies don't lie. And particularly like the womb space will not lie to you. <laughs> and when we start to orient to the cycle or orient to the pelvic bowl or whatever it is, or even our posture, like we get to start to hear those messages for her to be able to hear. Oh yeah. My, my thinking mind and my, the messages I'm receiving from my body are maybe a little bit different and I can hear them mm-hmm. both creating the spaciousness to be able to watch and hear that. Like that is 
the medicine that allows us to, I think, move through the world and hold, mm. hold what is true, um, which is so needed probably now more than ever when there's just so much noise um, and so much pressure to do or act or say or be a particular thing. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah, totally agree. And yeah, in regards to my daughter, I've thought that same thing. Just, you know, if you have those tools, so to speak, and that connection going, like, I don't worry about her, you know, like she's going to do what she's meant to do in the world. And she's going to do it from a deep place. And I think that's, yeah, really, really exciting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I would love to hear, I'm sure everyone would love to hear if they don't already know you, just what you're offering in the world, how people can get in touch with you, all of that good stuff. Yeah. Thank you for that opportunity. Um, so I hold space um, in an online platform called The Womb Room, and it is a global community of women who are gathered um, at this meeting place of uh, radical body literacy and sovereignty work. Mm. So it is a really it is a spiritual space, but we're deeply rooted in our, our bodies and learning it about our bodies as well. Um, and it's really about how do we um, get to build the nervous system practice, the hands-on our own bodies practice, the spaciousness to be able to show up all the way in life, to be able to receive, to be able to be fully in our expression. Um, and so you can find me on Instagram at thewombroom.co. That's also my website, thewombroom.co. And a good place to start if that um, calls to you is our community membership space. There's tons of resources on, you know, how to track your fertility and understanding female metabolism and all of that. Um, but the juice of that space is really when we gather live and do this work mm. of being seen, really. Growing mm. our capacity to be seen by ourselves and each other. Um, yeah. It's beautiful. Ah, that's really beautiful. How long is the container? How, yeah, you know, like so. There's the there's like? the outer tier, and it's I think similar to Indie Birth being on. We also use oops, we also use Mighty Networks. Um, hmm. So there's a community membership tier where you can come in anytime, and that's just a space to drop in. Um, and then there's the Sovereign Woman container, which is a year long. Um, and that is a year-long deep dive into female health and sovereignty work. Um, and I love that slow, slow unwinding. Because as we said, like the spirals of life, um, mm. we peel back layer by layer together. And yeah, it's really beautiful to also get to build deep, deep relationships with each other. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's amazing. A year. Yeah, that sounds so perfect for all of this work. I can't imagine those women. I'm sure they're completely different women by the time 
they're you know through with that yeah that's amazing we just had a an open call for anyone to come and some of the women who have been there were there and I it's just they they've been saying I you know my friends tell me I look different I feel sure. different and when I see them like the change that I see and I felt this in myself too even like doing this work because I'm in it too right like we're sure. looking across the circle at being each other changed, being yeah. changed it's that like our your essence is more at the front you know like it's in your eyes and you can really feel all of someone showing up and that's ah, that's just the best yeah yeah Yeah, good for you that's really really amazing work and I hope you continue it I'm so excited to yeah follow along now that I know more about you and all your offerings and Maybe we'll get to work on something together someday. That would be so fun. That would be a joy. Thank you. I'm so <sighs> grateful to be here. And truly, yeah, like I, I mean it when I say all of the inner and outer work that you do has been a part of my spiraling path. So it feels really good to to connect. And yeah, thank you. Yeah, I know the weaving is so fun. So, so I agree. Fun. It's been fun and yeah, to see where it goes. And like you're saying, the, the continual unfolding, not just for us both, but just for, for the women, for all of us together. So thank you so much. Thanks for being here. Mm. And um, yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll catch you next week. Bye.